You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Gregor versus Poirier. Three is all set for UFC 264. In DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you will walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right, bet $1 on McGregor or Poirier to win by first round knockout and you win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet. And watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code TBPN to turn $1 into $264. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. almost here or by the time you hear this the weekend might be here either way i'm back this is jason jones of the athletic bringing you the latest edition of the rule of the court podcast brought to you by the basketball podcast network so where i talk about the sacramento kings talk about hip-hop music anything else in between but mainly kings and rap music just because those are well one is a a favorite passion and hobby of mine and the other one is what I do for a living. So, <laughs> clearly I'm not getting paid to rap. So, you figure out the rest. Hope everyone's having a good week. We're going to just go ahead and jump into a few Kings-related things before we get into that hip-hop talk. Uh, 
I want to start the top of the show off with uh, one Mr. Marvin Bagley III. Yeah, you know, I wrote a little bit about it in The Athletic. And as you know, a week or two ago, back close to three weeks ago now, uh, Marvin kind of sparked a little chatter on social media, led to some, um, you know, articles written in the, you know, in the media because he was on uh, Twitter liking a tweet that said they got to get Marvin Bagley up out of Sacramento, you know, and we know the history this past season of, um, not necessarily Marvin, but, you know, his dad and tweets about the Kings being traded, trading him. There was also a random tweet when Marvin was playing well that from the same account that the Kings would be in the playoffs next season. But neither here nor there. Either way, it's a few things are clear. The main thing being that Marvin Bagley wants out of Sacramento. He's not saying it, but he's doing enough little things, you know, the whole little weird, I call it the, the young people thing where I'm going to take – you know, the team I play for, take their name off my Twitter bio because that'll show them, you know, that'll teach them that I'm serious about this. You know, he's doing all that. And this past week, he dropped his own podcast, uh, the Halfway Decent Podcast. And I'll let you guys make all your own jokes about <laughs> the name. I already seen them and I'm not going to touch that, but you're going to, he, he had his own podcast um, and he addressed, if you will, the um, the talk about him and him liking tweets, and he's you know doing. So he's a co-host on the podcast, and it's part of his MB three five Entertainment umbrella. But so it's you know just so you know going in, this is not like him being interviewed by someone who's not you no know, affiliated with him. And he was asked by the co-host Earl Ramsey, essentially, you know, basically said, you know, kind of like a joking way, like you set the world on fire, you know, internet on fire with, you know, the talk about, you know, you liking a tweet. And here's what Marvin said. First of all, it's my Twitter, bruh. My Twitter, it has my name on it. I can like whatever I choose and please and whatever I feel like liking. That's 100% correct. It is his Twitter account. He can like and do whatever he wants on Twitter. No one's denying that. I don't think anyone's really following Marvin's Twitter like that, but well, clearly some some people are. They noticed he liked that tweet. But that being said, you know, Marvin's not a dummy. You know, he's not dumb. And he knows that the moment someone sees that, what's that going to do? Spark conversation about him when you get out of Sacramento. And he's right. It is his Twitter. You know, he can do whatever he wants on his Twitter. But conversely, people have the right to react the way ever they want to react to what he does on a public space. He's a public figure. That's just how it works. So it's kind of almost came off like a little kid saying, I do what I want. I do what I want. But then also mad that people reacted to him doing what he wants. You can't have it both ways. You can't not like the reaction and then do things that provoke said reaction. Which is what I saw happening in this case. What Marvin wasn't asked or addressed was, what's the point of removing the Kings from his bios? You know, that's, I, guess I consider that passive-aggressive trade demands. And, you no, know, it is what it is. And 
it's kind of weird when you know when guys just won't come out and say it. I understand that there you know there's rules and you know the NBA does fine guys for public demand in a trade, but let's not pretend like doing all that stuff is because he's happy and his explanation as to why he did what he did about liking the tweet was uh, you believe it, but it's like yeah, you know he says. That just came from frustration. Well, I wouldn't even say frustration. Just that built-up fire in me from watching, as in watching the playoffs. I think I did it after watching Trey go for 50 in the playoffs and they win. And as a competitor, that just makes me want to go get to that. And I just need to be there. I want to be there bad. Okay. Uh, response to that for you all out there. I don't know what you think, but, you know... If Marvin wants to get there bad, he's got a prime opportunity to do that in Sacramento. Team hasn't made the playoffs in 15 years. And if Marvin plays up to the potential that he had, that, that was you know, labeled on him coming out of Duke, the Kings could be a playoff team. So if the, if the competitive fire is there and it's burning, got to channel that toward getting better this, in this season, this coming season. And if you're on the Kings, get the Kings there. Do what you got to do. You know, you make a difference. Pretty simple to me. And he also added, you know, it was just one of those things where the competitor came out in me. I've got to be there. I've got to do whatever I've got to do to be in this position. Like I said before, seeing these guys do well, I'm happy for these guys. But for me personally, for my goals, and I know I'm trying to get in my career, I've got to make it happen. You know, then he also made a comment about how he wants to be one of the best to ever play the game. And he says, people are probably looking at this laughing and joking, but that's how locked in I am. And said, the world really hasn't seen Marvin Bagley. I honestly, in my heart, believe that. And that's a sentiment Marvin's shared with me before that we really haven't got to see the real him due to all the injuries. You know, he's played in 118 games, I believe, missed 108. So, yeah, we really, you know, we don't know what Marvin is just yet, but... This whole idea that given his lack of production or more especially more than his lack of availability to feel like, yeah, I can, you know, hint that I want out. It's just kind of funny, actually, because it's like, you know, what have you done even to put that out there? I mean, this isn't James Harden asking for a trade. This isn't Paul George. This is a guy who right now, just based on production, is essentially a fringe starter right now. He's got a lot of work to do to make to make this dream come true and then you know you know he also mentions you know hey the fans taking stop you know taking things and running out and running with it making it a big deal but come on you know this was going to be a big deal you know you pretty much you know you like the tweet said uh saying that you want out or that you should get out come on it's not like you like the tweet just saying i love sacramento come on we Come on, like I said, Marvin's not dumb. Marvin knows what's going on. He knows to deal with this. And here's the one thing that he said on the podcast that uh, really kind of caught my attention. He goes, I'm going to be ready wherever I'm at. Wherever I go, no matter what the situation is, I'm going to be there ready. And just a note about the whole idea of wherever he goes or whatever the situation. It's no secret. I've written about it. I've mentioned it that Marvin Bagley III was available at the trade deadline. Kings couldn't get anything of you know 
of significant value in any deal to move him. You know, like I said, you would think that that would be a reality check. Like, you know what? Instead of me, you know, hinting at wanting to be out, especially when no one's trying to get me out at this point, maybe I should just really focus on my game and let the stuff, you know, let it all take care of itself. But instead, Marvin has chosen to do, you know, continue to do little things to hint that he wants out. The Kings have played into this too, and they let him go home when he was injured. They said, they said it was a deal between him and his agent and the team, aka we're trying to get your ass out of here. And if all goes well, you can just go from Phoenix to where you live to wherever you want. That didn't happen. So here we are. What should the Kings do? I mean, they've tried to trade Marvin. It didn't happen, but I fully expect they'll continue to explore that option. That because. Not that Marvin is a bad guy or people don't like Marvin, but if you're trying to make the playoffs next season, which is the stated goal, playoffs or bust, you know, or maybe it ends up being play in or bust. I don't know. But if that's you're trying to move forward, can you move forward with a guy who continues to do things to let you know he doesn't want to be here? Never mind the fact that he hasn't done the things on the court in terms of the team concepts, particularly on defense to warrant fourth quarter minutes on a consistent basis you know they're not running a lot of things for him on offense you know just you know you're you're not progressing at the rate the second overall pick should progress and again this is a lot to do with injuries you know he hasn't been on the court but the first overall pick from the 2018 draft is in the nba finals the fifth overall pick played in the eastern conference finals the third overall pick you guys all know who that is has made the playoffs the last two years they didn't advance, but he's in the he's in the playoffs, and he's going to be in the you know MVP discussion just about every year probably. So, no, whether it be DeAndre Ayton, Luca, or Trey Young, those guys are all proving their worth, and it's time for Marvin. Ha- he has to do the same thing, and nobody wants to hear from a guy who's averaging fourteen and a half points and seven and a half rebounds, and can't stay healthy. Complain about a situation, and I know he technically is not complaining directly, but. Make no mistake, these little actions are Marvin Bagley complaining. And I don't know what the Kings do with him. You know, can you find a taker? And I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they can't find a taker this season if things are bad. They just buy him out and let him walk. I mean, you could make him a restricted free agent in the offseason. But if there hasn't been significant progress, you're not going to keep him. So why would you even do that to yourself? Why would you want to have that cap hold and all that and go out the rest of the season with a guy that you're not going to keep? You know, Monty McNair didn't draft him. So if Monty, you know, and Luke Walton wasn't the coach when he was drafted. So if they were to want to let him go and I know, get a fresh start at the power forward spot, maybe find another stretch four out there, I completely understand it. No, there is a good chance the Kings will need Marvin. You know, especially to start the season. If, uh, you lose Rashawn Holmes in free agency. Marvin might be your starting center, possibly, but you know you can't. Marvin can't continue to play this game of it's you know it's my Twitter. I'll you know basically do this. I'll do what I want and say well the fans are doing it or are making more out of it. No, you're doing things to give the fans something to make something out of, and you got to own that. And maybe he'll get his wish and he won't be a king next season. But until then. He's got to go ahead and, you know, and 
deal with whatever. I don't know if he's getting fan hate. I'm not one of those guys who goes on social media to see what the fans are saying about a guy like that. But, yeah, Marvin, you know, he's got to get the reality check and realize that a lot of this is on him. In terms of the perception, I'm not blaming him for injuries, but you can't do things on social media like remove the team from your bio and like tweets about wanting to be about getting you out of Sacramento and act like this is all a fan creation. So I'm done talking about Marvin Bagley for this episode. I believe want to transition on a couple of more Kings topics. Tyrese Halliburton down in Las Vegas for with the uh, select team to play against the U.S. national team as they prepare for the Olympics. Wrote about that as well for the athletic. Tyrese is doing down there doing Tyrese Halliburton things, being a leader, you know, being a versatile player, and also studying what he can pick up on from other, you know, from other players, what he can learn from observing guys on the national team and how they adjust to not being the number one option. Because Tyrese, you know, even though he can, he can be a primary ball handler on the Kings, he defers his deferral up to De'Aaron Fox as the initiator of the offense. So, no surprise that Tyrese is down there impressing people. Mark Few had some good words to say about Tyrese. Keldon Johnson of Spurs had some good things to say about Tyrese. said, no shock at all that Tyrese is down there making people happy. This is what he does. I mean, like I said, I've said it a bunch of times. The Kings didn't really draft Tyrese Halliburton. They created him. There's no way he was only 20, 21, 20 when they drafted him. This guy is mature beyond his years. And I fully expect him to take a leap next season not just in his on court play you know but also as a leader on this team i expect to see him more assertive and doing more to make this team better and i think every team needs a guy who can kind of be that dog on the court in the sense of he's going to get on guys get them in the right spots get them doing what they need to do and i think that's going to be tyrese he's going to take a much bigger role doing that next season i'm looking forward to seeing it Really looking forward to seeing what Tyrese can do. You know, and I'm anticipating. I have no insight on this. No one's told me, but I would not be shocked if Tyrese is starting next season. You know, I would not be surprised if they decide to, you know, to go, depending on who else is on the team, maybe go to a situation where Buddy comes off the bench and you play him with DeLon Wright as a, you know, as a secondary backcourt. Wouldn't shock me at all. But, you know, it's a, I said Tyrese is just the latest king to kind of go through that select team process and do well. A couple of years ago, we had two kings do it. Uh, Bagley was one. He impressed, and then he kind of then after he he dropped out, and then De'Aaron Fox went from the select team to being the pool for the national team, and then he dropped out in part to uh, attend his agent and friend Chris Gaston's wedding, and then the uh, cynics all said it's also because Greg Popovich was playing his guy <laughs> ahead of him, you know, playing one of his guys, you know, ahead of him. And he didn't particularly like that. And De'Aaron never said that, but I guess if you're De'Aaron Fox and yeah, you wouldn't want you know, one of those guards who you're better, you know, you're clearly better than playing ahead of you, but no De'Aaron at the, and no, in team USA this year, no surprise there. Tyrese does have aspirations of getting to the national team and if he if he hits that and he gets there you would think the kings must be a much better team but then again demarcus cousins did as well and 
the Kings fumbled making that team better, and all you had was a gold medal winner. Well, he and Rudy, you know, you had you had you had you know Olympians and world champion type players getting gold medals and then missing the playoffs. So, hey, we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to hearing more about Tyrese's time there. You know, he had, he did his media session. You know, I'm not in Vegas, and won't be in Vegas until it's time for summer league more than likely. But I say good reports on Tyrese. Like I said, to be expected, Tyrese is, you know, to be corny, he's the type of guy you want your daughter to date. You know, he's just that cool of a guy. So, shout out to Tyrese and what he's doing. And the third bit of news, uh, it's back, y'all. The California Classic is back in Sacramento, August 3rd and 4th. Kings, Warriors, Lakers, and Heat. Two games uh, a day, the, on the third and the fourth. The Lakers play the Warriors. No, the Lakers. The Kings play the Warriors the first game. Second game, they'll play the Lakers. Two summer league games before they go to Vegas. I know with times in the past, the Kings have let some of their, I wouldn't call them veterans, but, you know, they're established. Well, like I said, they had been a rookie. So, you know, De'Aaron Fox played in the game after his rookie year in the Classic. You know, Marvin Bagley's playing them again. Harry, you know, so, you know, there's going to be some, some guys you care about playing. Jemias Ramsey, Robert Woodard, uh, who knows, um, Lewis King, another guy. You know, you're going to see some guys, you know, probably, possibly a Chemezi Mets. Well, actually, Chemezi will be in the Olympics, so, or over in Tokyo. He'll be, he's part of the Nigerian national team. I'll scratch him from that possibility, but... You'll see that. You'll see whoever the Kings draft at ninth, assuming they keep the pick. You know, whatever second round pick. So you'll see all that. You know, possibly guys like Kyle Guy might still be around for the summer league. So it'll be a good chance to check out the guys before they head to Las Vegas for summer league. And the Warriors are going to have two lottery picks right now, and probably James Wiseman playing. So you get to see those. You know. Some of those guys, I don't know who the Miami will have. I mean, they made the playoffs. They won't have a high pick. I assume they don't make a trade. You know, and the Lakers will probably have eh, whatever, you know. The Lakers are notorious for not exactly fielding the deepest of summer league teams because outside of the little stretch where they missed the playoffs six years in a row, normally they don't have they don't send their any rotation guys there for the most part. So Still, it'll be fun, you know. Uh, the Kings announced that the, the the arena will be at full capacity. You know, they've lit on their website. They have listed the health and safety protocols related to that. Essentially, you need to be vaccinated. You, if you if you're coming in the arena, you're agreeing that you've been vaccinated, uh, and your last shot was was uh, at least two weeks prior, or that you've had a negative COVID nineteen test in the last 20, 72 hours. I believe it is, but. Don't take my word. Go to the site and check that out and see what they say to get the, the details. Either way, there will be, you know, you know, a I'm assuming a relatively packed house because that's what Kings fans do. Doesn't matter that it's a summer league game. Doesn't matter that, you know, they'll be playing against a lot of guys you haven't heard of. Kings fans pack out for basketball and really... That the California Classic is the scene of one of Marvin Bagley's King's highlights when he uh, dunked on Mo Wagner when he was a, a Lakers rookie and pretty much eviscerated poor Mo that night. But 
you might catch a, a, a moment like that. Maybe Jemias Ramsey gets someone like that or Robert Woodard puts someone through the rim with a dunk. So be ready to check that out. With that being said, with the California Classic being back, on the hip-hop scene, it made me think about hip-hop songs that are about California. Yeah. What's out there about California? And obviously being a West Coast guy, I I was just naming them off my head. Like songs with California in the title. Songs dedicated to California it's, as a state. Dedicated to cities in California. A whole lot we can do with the California. You know, oh, the, the California topic. So what I did was... I kind of just compiled a list of some of my favorite, my favorite California songs. And hit me up, you know, Mr. Jones LBC at Instagram, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter. You can let me know what some of your favorite California songs are. I know I'm going to miss a bunch of them. So I'm interested to hear what you all have to say about that. But here are some of my favorite California songs or related to California. Uh, uh, obviously, California Love, Tupac. Tupac and Dr. Dre. Out on bail, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. Yo, there's no way you could, uh, you know, get, you know <laughs> not have that on there. Then you got Only in California. Yo, Mac 10, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg. You know, only in California, you know, that, that's another just, you know, can't miss that one. The Recipe, uh, Kendrick Lamar with Dr. Dre. They come here for the women, weed, and weather. Come into California just for those three things. Or maybe if you don't partake in the cannabis, you're coming for the women in the weather. Or maybe if you're coming out here and you're already, you know, in a committed relationship, you're just coming here for the weather. Either way, those are reasons to come to California. Then you've got, yo, going back to Cali. LL Cool J had that. As did uh, <laughs> um, Notorious B.I.G. So you had double doses of of California from the East Coast in that case. You know, showing love to the West Coast. Which was a big deal because, as you know, uh, people tried to, you know, had the whole little beef thing going. My man Daz Dillinger had the song in California from his album Revenge, Ret- Retaliation, and Get Back. So, Mo- I mean, like I said, I can just keep going. I could do some E-40, Yay Area, you know, that's about California. Uh, we can go to Too Short, just talking about Oakland. You know, so many songs about L.A. life, Bay Area life, Sacramento California really provides a lot of fodder in the music, in the hip hop game, the music game. Like I said, and those are just my, uh, you know, as I said, my hip hop uh, California songs. You know, I didn't get into any Red Hot Chili Peppers or, you know, have a whole album called Californication. You know, didn't get into Snoop Dogg hanging out with Katy Perry. Perry for California Girls. You know, there's just so many 
you know, different ways you could go with so much drama in the LBC. You know, Long, I got to shout out Long Beach, right? I can't not shout out Long Beach. You know, when we're talking about songs that are connected in some way to California. You know, Snoop has a song with Stevie Wonder, California Roll. From his album from, you know, six years ago, Bush. So, I mean, there's just so much, you know, to pick from. Dr. Dre has an album called Compton. You know, obviously a city in California. You know, the game has LAX. He had he named his daughter Callie. So, I mean, we've got, you can go all over the music charts, you know. And if I want to kind of make it a little little tricky... I could say just like Compton as well. You know, DJ Quick, you know, goes around the country and realizes everywhere is just like Compton. You know, back in Cap, we're going back to California. So, yeah, send me your other California songs again at Mr. Uh, Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram, Mr. underscore Jason Jones on Twitter. I would love to hear what you've got to say about. California, California hip hop, and just songs about California. Oh, actually, I forgot one, y'all. I can't. This this has to be the the not only the greatest California song, but it's a California classic. Summertime in the LBC. Of course, I gotta shout out Long Beach one more time before I get up out of here. So again, you know where to find me. You can find me on, on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me at theathletic.com. You can find me on the Yes, I'm Watching Wrestling podcast. You can find me on Culture Calculus. All this stuff is available wherever you find or you look for your, your, your podcast. You know where to find me. Looking forward to hearing from you. Looking forward to some good interaction. I'm going to be taking a few days off, so I'll check in with y'all sometime next week. You all be good out there. Take it easy. I'm out. Peace. California Peace in California love. Yes, we're gonna do peace in California love. Alright, we go. Tiptoes, baby. You think a little too small. I got big goals, baby. Hey, where the money? I look, I just need the info. Pronto. I go and get it. Split it with my kinfolk daily. And I'm the type of that might change my number on you. Yeah, that's how you react when people took a slumber.